0: Everybody. Dave Hodges back here with you on the Common Sense Show, the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Thanks for staying with us into our guest segment. Hope you enjoyed the intro. Glad to be back with you. We have a terrific guest for you because, because, and just because, we are in monumental spiritual conflict times. I remember I was sitting in Mark Driscoll's church, and Mark said, um, we are in the spiritual battle with entities that are becoming more visible by the day and the spiritual is just as much a part of this conflict as the physical and a lot of people kind of looking at each other but a year later I mean he clearly was correct and we're going to get into a lot of that too with End Times Prophecy with our guest Lindley Oz and it's going to be a terrific show first I need to let you know very quickly that uh, we got the TV show. It's up and running. It's doing great. In fact, uh, we're going to get Lynn over there, too. She doesn't know it yet, but we're going to get Lynn on TV as well. Um, But ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. You don't get censored. There's no commercials. And the cost is less than a cup of coffee a month. And you get a seven-day free trial. I don't know how much easier we could make it, but we hope you'll check that out. Also, too, uh, times are growing short. Your food availability is growing Well, let's put it this way, it's going to be in the rear view mirror before much longer. And you know what the food is, you've heard me talk about it a lot, it's restaurant quality, it's terrific food, $100 off the four week package, people are buying multiple sets. Go to preparewithdave.com for 25 year shelf life of the food. And also too, ladies and gentlemen, we are offering water filtration at 40% off. And this company, their product, the Electric Pure Pro Water Filter, is the best in the business. They put the research right there at waterwithdave.com. 40% off. This product will save lives. If we go into a crisis, what is it, the fourth and fifth day, the Naval War College says the number one cause of death is what? Waterborne illnesses. So you've got the Food with Dave. you got preparewithdave.com. You've got Water with Dave for the water filtration. And now we have our good friend Lisa, excuse me, Lynn, And uh, as we're still kicking cobwebs out here, yours truly had a little bit of an accident uh, the other day. And like I said, I'm kind of feeling my way back in the saddle here. But here we are with Lynn Liash. She's been a guest on our show a few times before. She always knocks it out of the park. Lynn, thanks so much for joining us.
1: Thank you, Dave. And wow, I had no idea you totally caught me off guard. And I would be honored to have a spot on your TV show. That would just be awesome. Oh, yeah.
0: And And that goes without saying um also too i don't know if you knew this but our, our our friend uh lisa haven she had a appendicitis attack had emergency surgery did you know that
1: yes i heard about it and i had that happen to my little girl back years ago and my little girl almost died from it and so i know how horrible that is and what she must have gone through very painful yeah
0: she is okay i i heard from her we exchanged text messages um, a couple days ago, and she is doing better. She's tough. I couldn't believe how quickly she got back to work. We we were going to do an interview, and she um, sent me a text. She goes, I'm in terrible pain, and I don't think I can do it. And as it turns out, that terrible pain, she was having an attack appendicitis right then. And uh, fortunately, she got to the hospital and got taken care of. But we're glad and praise God that she's uh, doing fine uh, and continuing her good work. Well, Lynn, I have to tell you, I, I'm so frustrated. I have a hard time waking people up, as do my colleagues. And you, you, could, you could take people and stand them in front of a FEMA camp and see them fully staffed, and they won't believe what you're saying. You, you can present the worst of evidence for the Democrats. You could catch the Communist Chinese in the act, which we have, of providing weapons for Antifa and Black Lives Matter. And it just doesn't matter. And and what I'm saying is people just don't want to see it. But there are those of us who are paying attention that think that we've crossed the Rubicon and we are definitely entered the last days. Do you agree with that?
1: Oh, wholeheartedly. And I'm warning people all the time about the day and the hour in which we're in. In fact, I will go so far to say, and I realize many people may not agree with me, But a lot of people are saying, oh, labor pains, labor pains. Well, I personally believe in my deep study and research I've been doing in the book of Revelation being led by the Spirit for months now. I've now been through it nearly 200 times or more in the past few months. I believe that the opening of the seals are the labor pains, because if you look at them, they start off slowly and they intensify. And by the time you get to the fourth seal, you have a repeat of the second and the third seal, add to that pestilence and then add to that not only the pestilence but animals killing people so what you're seeing is you're seeing the second and the third seal now widespread full force whereas right at first they start off slowly and then boom by the last seal you have the massive earthquake and that gives birth to the wrath of God so that's my personal opinion and I think that that's where we're at. I think we are about to see the opening of the third seal. The second and the third seal is not widespread. It's here and there. We're seeing those things happen. By the time we get to that fourth seal, it is widespread. And that's what I think is about to happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm afraid you're right. And um, speaking of earthquakes, I know that the intensity of the ring of fire And I did a a piece on this, a podcast on this. Um, It's increasing in intensity and size. And for a long time, I've had an interest in the Ring of Fire because it starts at 19.6 degrees latitude. And that's true on every heavenly body, whether it goes uh, pole shift or um, supernova. The emanation point is 19.6. It's something called hyperdimensional physics. So a little bit of uh, new science added into what you're saying, but you're exactly right. In fact, I don't know if you knew this or not, at the North Pole, uh, researchers found um, hot lava bubbling up at the North Pole. In other words, they think there's a likelihood of underground volcanic activity as well, which is tied into earthquakes often. Did you know about that?
1: Yeah, I heard about that. Interestingly enough, a lot of people believe that volcanoes and the, the lava, you know, the sulfur and the fire and everything that comes out of it go all the way into the center of the earth to where many people believe hell is in the center of the earth. But that's a whole different subject. But it's interesting. But anyhow, I, I know that we are at a place in prophecy that we have never before entered into. And I believe what God has been laying on my heart is several things. Okay, and then we can talk in more detail about those things if you want, but I'll just highlight them. Number one, he wants people to really get into his word for themselves and quit believing everything they hear. Research it for themselves. Don't believe me. Don't believe anybody at this point because there's too much deception. Go research it prayerfully for yourself, and then you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free from the bondage of sin. And so that you will not be deceived Because Jesus warned us over and over and over and over again And he was talking to us People say, oh, Christians can't be deceived That's a lie Jesus was talking to us He was talking to his people When he said, see that you are not deceived For you will cut the day short Because if it was possible, even his elect would be led astray So he wants us to get into the truth of God's word Quit being spoon-fed like babies And get into his word number two he has told me that we have no idea at all how horrible it's going to be and it's going to be so horrible and this is even in the book of uh, I believe it was the book of Jasher where I read this basically or could have been Enoch nonetheless basically it will be so horrible that there will be parents who put to death their own children for mercy And it it was Enoch, because Enoch was finding this vision so horrible, he asked God, he said, I can't look at this anymore. It's going to be so horrible, people will commit suicide, people will want to die, people will be killing each other, people will be starving to death. There will be outright civil unrest, confusion, and things unimaginable to the human mind that we have never before witnessed in our lives and many of us are not spiritually prepared for this and we need to get on our hands and knees and quit focusing on everything that's going on around us it doesn't matter if 10,000 fall to our right and a thousands to our left it doesn't matter we need to keep looking straight forward to Jesus Christ we need to be aware of what's going on as it pertains to prophecy and warn people like what you're doing Dave and what I'm trying to do but we need to ultimately look to Jesus and trust in his authority and trust him And trust his plan even if it's not what we plan on we have to trust his plan because faith is not getting what we want as this nar new apostolic reformation movement has taught us faith is when we trust in god and his plan even when we don't get what we want we need to understand that going home to the lord the death of the saints is a precious beautiful thing and that we don't know this because we are only on the other side of it we're in the flesh but ultimately, we long to be with our Lord and Savior in heaven. Our only purpose here is to do the work of the Lord. If you are a true, born-again, spiritual believer in Jesus Christ, your only purpose, you have given your life to God completely, is to do his will and to do his work. And when you are done, it will be time to go home. And we need to not fear these things. We need to put our trust in the Lord. When Stephen was being stoned to death, He had the glow of the Lord on his face. He wasn't afraid. He had the glory of the Lord because he knew how to go to a place spiritually that we don't know how to go to where I believe wholeheartedly he wasn't there in spirit. He was taken safely, hidden in the Lord where he may not have felt all that pain. And we need to understand through faith and through praising and worshiping the Lord how to get there because we are going to be fully dependent on the Lord Jesus Christ every single second of every single day. And none of us are ready. And if, if we say we're fully prepared for this, we're not being honest because we have not yet experienced anything like this to come. And it's time for us to get on our hands and knees before God and repent and repent and pray for understanding and start praising him and worshiping him with the Psalms. Like, like the Bible tells us to do when Paul and Silas were in prison, the chains fell off, the doors flew open, they were singing the Halal Psalms, as I've revealed before in a, a previous show, Dave. So I'll pause right there and let you let you speak. Sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, you're just you're just throwing it right out there and I appreciate that. You, you said and, and and it's not that I want to get so graphic, but I want to impress upon people how bad it's going to get and we say it's going to be so bad people are going to commit suicide. Any thoughts or indication on the specifics of how bad it's going to be? In other words, what's actually happening to people?
1: Well, God's word says that it will be so terrible. refers to it as the great and terrible day of the Lord. It will be so terrible that men's hearts will fail them for fear that is coming upon the earth. And that is the devil's number one weapon, as we've seen recently with COVID-19, is fear, panic, hysteria. Okay, fear, stress. Stress is the modern-day term for fear. We cannot allow ourselves to fear anything but God, and I mean deep reverence and respect okay, as we see these things coming upon the world, and I'll go into detail about some of the things I think we're going to see as you ask, Dave, but as we see these things coming on the world, we need to give God glory and praise. Here's a fine example. In the book of Revelation, as the judgments are being cast onto the earth, everyone around the throne of God, the creatures, the saints, everybody is giving God glory and praise. That's an example to us. God is, Is doing these things to bring justice to his people, justice to his people who have been persecuted in the past, justice to his people who are currently being persecuted and who will be persecuted. Our mighty God, who loves us, glory to God, is bringing justice for his people. That's what he's doing. He's taking up for his children. Yes, we're here to witness it. Yes, because we're in a body of flesh, we'll feel it. But we need not fear we need to trust Almighty God and give him glory and praise I don't care if a asteroid hits down the street if it's not your time to go God will let your property sit there untouched and unscathed if it's not your time and if it is your time to go You can run but you can't hide If it's your time to go just put your faith in God because things are gonna happen catastrophic things eventually I you know talking about asteroids there's this threat of this one that's going to hit out. They're saying in California. All right. Asteroids may hit. That could indeed happen. As far as an ELE asteroid event, we are not there on the prophetic timeline just yet. According to the Bible, there's other things that have to happen. So I don't believe, and of course, I'm a human being, so I could be wrong. But from my studies and what the Bible tells me, we're not ready for an ELE event where it's going to like be a disaster on the whole world.
0: Yeah, well, all I can say is an asteroid of a sufficient size hitting the water could do the job. Um, especially if it breaks up into fragments. But, you know, to go there is, is just speculation. I've been I've been watching a lot about how we're supposedly going through this debris field, and there's been a shift, and there's some people, and, and actually people, believe it or not, on the inside, insiders inside our military establishment, that believe that asteroids can be remotely controlled now through advanced technology that the public doesn't know about and that it could be used for very nefarious purposes and i mean this is i'm I, i've come across two people who really believe this and i was well it'd be an under exaggeration to say i was uh, shocked beyond belief but in terms of uh, where we're at in the last days okay i think you pretty well have established that that we're entering the okay we're in the upheaval part things aren't stable. Um, can you walk us through the progression of events, and I'll try to tie it into current events as I see it.
1: Um, I'll do my best. I'm not sure exactly what it's kind of a broad question. Exactly what you mean, but I'll I'll do my in, in one best. In other
0: words, in in the Bible, I, I think basically a lot of the warnings are sequential. First Mm -hmm. there's this sign and then this happens and that's followed by that happening and that's that's kind of where I want to go with this
1: Okay, well, let me just touch back on the asteroid thing. We were talking about so My opinion for what it's worth is that if an asteroid hits the earth next week or next month and other things have not happened yet okay then That would make other things that have to happen in the Bible wrong, because if an asteroid hits and destroys everything, pretty much, then all the other things that the Bible tells us is going to happen would not, therefore, happen. So I can only gather from, um, you know, from what the Bible tells us, I can only gather that a major ELE asteroid event is not yet going to happen. But I believe... That the next thing that's going to happen, as you've asked, uh, as I brushed on just a moment ago, is the fourth seal. And it says, when the lamb, and this is in Revelation 6, uh, verse 7, when the lamb broke the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature saying, Come, I looked, and behold, an ashen horse. He who sat on it had the name Death, and Hades was following with him. Authority was given to them over one fourth of the earth. Now, look here. This is, here's the uh, second seal to kill with sword and with Famine Okay, that's the then that's the third seal the famine the sword is the second seal The famine is what we see in the third seal except now It's gonna be over a larger portion of the earth a fourth of the earth To kill with sword and with famine and with pestilence. So now we're adding to it Pestilence and by the wild beast of the earth. That is what I personally believe what we're getting ready to see. I think I think there's going to be another shutdown and that it's going to be way worse than what we have just seen. I believe that people are going to go nuts. People aren't going to be able to buy anything. Prices will be jacked up like never before. I believe possibly, and this I don't know for sure, that the economy will crash at that point. For, I mean, we just had a shutdown that affected the economy already. I believe there will be killing Uh, robberies starvation i believe people will be going mad and just killing each other breaking into homes Um, we've seen all this stuff with antifa i believe the riots are going to be on the increase there's going to be mass death and destruction civil unrest everything i don't believe there's going to be like a world war yet the wars which the sword in the bible represents war i believe the wars we're seeing at this point are the civil unrest Type of wars such as what we're seeing a touch of happening everywhere i believe there's going to unleash more plagues pestilence all over the place there's things are going to be um filthy i mean if we if we've got everything shut down i mean let me give an example um my one of my children's schools because of the shutdown developed i can't remember the name of it but it's a it's a is something that gets in the water that causes a worse condition. It's very similar to pneumonia, but worse. And the mortality rate is high, and I can't think of what it's called.
0: Is it sporidium?
1: No, I can't remember what it was called. Okay, but it was, that's all right. But anyways, apparently the janitor that still was tending to that school building while it was shutting down drank some of the water from the building, you know, from the drinking fountain, and got the disease, and they had to shut down the whole school. Further from anybody going in and do a bunch of stuff and this was because it sat so that's just an example you're gonna have outbreaks of diseases things are gonna be unclean people aren't gonna have uh, food to eat it's just gonna be utter outright chaos and horrible but then after that is the fifth seal the martyrs so quite possibly the fourth seal happening is going to throw us into the mark of the beast okay because we know if you really study revelation what makes revelation hard to understand is that it's out of order and it'll go back over things that just already talked about and then give you the picture so that's what makes revelation very hard to understand but once you get that and you go through it multiple times with the lord he'll show it to you so the fifth seal is the martyrs so at that point obviously they are they are i believe that the they're trying to fix the economy And fix everything that's happened from this devastation. And now you have to take the mark of the beast, which many of us already believe has a lot to do with the vaccine and the hydrogel. So now you see people being martyred for their faith. The sixth seal is terror. So I looked when he broke the sixth seal and there was a great earthquake. And the sun became black as sackcloth made of hair. And the whole moon became like blood. The stars of the sky fell to the earth. There's your asteroids. As the fig tree cast its unripe figs when shaken by a great wind. The sky was split apart like a scroll when it's rolled up, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. The kings of the earth and the great men and the commanders and the rich and the strong. Now here's why I don't suggest people go underground. I used to. In fact, I had the Vivo sky on my show. I don't suggest it anymore after reading this. Because look, they're trying to hide from the wrath of God, but look what happens. The commanders and the rich men, the strong, and every slave and free man, and they've they've also got now a reduced plan for poorer people who can just drive their trailer into it, okay? So that's how poor people can get into it. Every slave and free man hid themselves in the caves and among the rocks of the mountains. They said to the mountains and to the rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the presence of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of God, for the great day of their wrath has come and who is able to stand. In other words they thought they could hide from the wrath of god but there something is taking place so horrible and the vivo sky admitted to me that you don't get out until they decide to unlock it something so demonic and horrible what are they killing each other imagine being locked up underground no matter how elitist it looks down there for a long period of time and you don't see the light of day People are going to go crazy. These people are going crazy. Something is taking place so bad that they're begging God to let the mountains fall on them. So there's your great earthquake that happens. And that is where we suddenly give birth to the wrath of God. And that's where you see uh, this angel comes out and he tells these other angels, hold on. They're getting ready to, to destroy, pour out more destruction on earth, the wrath. He says, hold on, stop, stop wait while we seal the 144,000 so that no harm should come on them those are your chosen ones the elect okay there's the saints when it, when the bible says the word elect it is actually talking about the remnant believers in fact you can go look the book of jude is addressed to the elect first and second peter is addressed to the elect many of us skip over the very first few chapters in those letters and don't pay attention to it you have to pay attention to every detail in the bible if you want to understand what's coming every detail even the word the so so you have the elect so there's they're sealing the remnant okay and now all of a sudden we open up to the wrath of god and we see the wrath of god being poured out on the earth so like i said i believe we are about to see the opening of the fourth Seal, And I believe the labor pains and the seals, pre-trib believers, say that we're just in the labor pains. And if you say, well, it's the opening of the seals, they say, no, it's not. It's the labor pains before that. They don't understand. If you study the seals, as I've said, each one gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And notice judgment begins in the house of God. Okay, the woman. We guys talk about the woman being Israel or the woman can be the church she's getting ready to give birth to some something's getting ready to happen labor pains before she gives birth she's in travail so each one of these seals that's being opened gets a little bit more intense and a little more intense until boom you've got a massive earthquake and you've got asteroids hitting the earth and people are going underground and now they're at a point it's so horrible they're begging god to kill them so that's and that gives birth to the wrath of god
0: And what happens with the wrath of God when that comes out after these terrible cataclysms
1: well you see the trumpets you have the trumpet judgments and then you have the bulls okay and the trumpet oh my gosh sorry I'm trying to open up my Bible site on my phone so I can answer for you so you have the trumpet judgments and the bull judgments and they happen at the same time together but they're listed in separate chapters so for many people that's confusing they think they're two separate events And you can compare. So the trumpets and the the bulls both open up at the same time. So that's what happens. And then are you wanting me to go step by step explaining the uh, trumpets and the bulls? Because that could take a great deal of time. Plus, I'd have to sit here and go through my Bible to to read each one to look at them.
0: You know, I would love to do that. It's just that you're right about the time aspect. So could we proceed generally? Because here's what I want to do i want to provide a record for people where they don't listen to this show just one time they say okay. there is so much here with okay. regard to end times i need to find out about i need to go back and listen again and take notes
1: okay so let's just start then with the seventh seal because there is one final seal and it says when the lamb broke the seventh seal there was silence in heaven for about half an hour and i saw the seven angels who stand before god and seven trumpets were given to them okay so the silence in heaven there's all sorts of debate as to what this is it's a mystery well it's actually quite simple if you go through the book of revelation with god as your guide forget every book you've read every video you've watched that is showing us what happens when the 144,000, i believe are being sealed there's silence meaning nothing's happening if you recall in the previous part of it where the people are getting sealed the angel tells the other angels to hold back the four corners of the winds and the earth and to be still while the 144,000 are being sealed. So the sealing is taking place during that silence in heaven for half an hour. That's when they're holding back the four corners of the earth. Nobody's doing anything. What? They're just sealing the 144,000. So then he stands at the altar he's holding a golden censer with incense mixing it with the prayers of the saints and then um, they pres- they prepare themselves to sound these trumpets so the first one that sounds so at the beginning of the wrath of god which is the last three and a half years of the tribulation there's hail and fire mixed with blood thrown to the earth and a third of the earth is burned up a third of the trees And all the green grass now the remnant who have just been sealed are still on the earth the Saints are gone okay the remnant is still there they're protected supernaturally the Bible even tells us so because when they command the locust to go out it says do not harm the the grass the trees or the ones with my seal only those who do not have the seal of God so then when the second angel sounds something like a mountain burning with fires thrown into the sea and it destroys a third of the sea by turning it into blood. A third of the creatures in the sea die a third of the ships destroyed. So there's something still going on because there's ships that are still on the sea for some reason. So we know there's still life here. People are out doing things. And we also know that what's being described here sounds an awful lot like a major asteroid. There's your catastrophic big one. Mm -hmm. So in the seals, And it sounds kind of like in the last seal during the earthquake, there's some asteroids that hit and do some damage. But here comes Big Daddy asteroid. It's something that John the Revelator, many, many years ago, is seeing into the future things that, you know, he's not really ever seen. Something, you know, burning like a torch. Now, it could also be a nuclear bomb. There's people who have different opinions. This could be Big Daddy asteroid or it could be a nuclear bomb people don't know but it says that the water becomes wormwood so something whatever it is makes the water toxic okay some people believe that that's from this asteroid some people believe the water becomes toxic because it's a nuclear bomb and that's what would happen in a situation with a nuclear bomb so then just very quickly moving along um, the fourth angel now sounds his trumpet and a third of the sun, and a third of the moon, and a third of the stars are struck, so that a third of them would be darkened, and the day would not shine, for a third of it, and the light the same way. And then, um, and then there's an the eagle flying in mid heaven, saying, "Woe, woe, woe to those who dwell on the earth, because the remaining blast of the trumpet of the three angels, who are about to sound." So, we need to understand also that angels in the Book of Revelation, if you look up the word, angel, can also be human leaders. that's very important so who's unleashing who's actually unleashing these things on the earth is who's prophesying are there people on earth the remnant people are they um are they classified as these angels doing uh what god wants them to do on earth are they having something to do with this who knows or is it actual i believe there's things going on with angels in heaven too But the word angel can also be translated as a preacher, a teacher, or a human leader. A lot of people are aware of that, but some people don't know. So now the fifth trumpet is, uh, Then the, the fifth angel sounded, I saw a star from heaven which had fallen to the earth, and the key of the bottomless pit was given to him. He opened the bottomless pit, and smoke went up out of the pit, like the smoke of a great furnace, and the sun and the air were darkened by the smoke of the pit. Now, out of the smoke comes locust upon the earth. Power is given to them as the scorpions of the earth have power. And this is where they're told not to harm the grass of the earth, nor a green thing, nor any tree, but only the men who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads. And it goes into describing these creatures. So there are some people who believe these are actual demonic entities that come out of the earth, but some people believe it's some type of a... Um, A man-made AI type thing that that is used in the end times nobody really knows for sure what this is and what's amazing about God's Word especially when you're dealing with Bible prophecy is there are some things that we don't really know or understand until it actually begins to happen then it becomes clear for us as to what this is example in the 80s everyone thought the mark of the beast would literally be stamped on our heads And on our hands well because of other things that have transpired since then we now know that's not the case we know it's either some type of microchip hydrogel both combined so I'm sure you can understand what I'm saying do you have anything you want to comment on real quick no
0: but you really kind of got into the mode of COVID treatment Um, I mean the possibility of it or whatever will follow this and I do agree with you. I, I think what's coming to our present circumstance with regard to COVID, I mean, the CDC has revised the death uh, deaths down by 94%, saying single cause of death is only 6% of all COVID deaths. So I think what's coming uh, is far worse, and I think you're right on the money with that. Um, individual protection, before we go further at this point, is is other than 144,000 is God going to save those who uh, come to him on bended knee and say protect me lord
1: if somebody did that you know during that time if somebody said it doesn't mean you won't die see we have this tendency because of we've been brainwashed okay by by apostate teachings we have been brainwashed to believe that as Christians we won't suffer And as christians god doesn't do that and blah 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 but if you sit down for yourself and you read the bible and i you know read the whole bible but you can even find in the in the new testament it says over and over and over that as christians we are called to suffer to walk the footsteps of jesus into suffering and if we look at what he did for us we think oh well that's no big deal we, we tend to think suffering is like Throwing a sack of potatoes over your shoulder And walking home from the grocery store Okay, that's not what Jesus did Jesus had a toilet bowl brush Basically shoved in his mouth That's what that hyssop with vinegar on it was They used those in Rome If you study Rome and what they used They had public toilets And they were all these cement things all lined up And it was the oh, social It was the social house for men And they had these buckets with vinegar in it And they had hyssop and the sponge you know the little sponge on it and it was public and when they were done using the toilet that's what they used to wipe and it went back in the vinegar and the next person comes along use the same thing to wipe
0: there goes so my lunch they,
1: <laughs> so when they uh, well I hope you were not having uh, like anything with vinegar in it
0: uh, <laughs> I don't need it this is bad enough
1: well we need to understand what Jesus went through and so when they put that sponge up to his mouth and offered him vinegar they were offering him a dirty, filthy toilet bowl brush, mm-hmm. or, or sorry, something that was used to wipe. And that's what Jesus went through. He was spit on, uh, totally treated horribly for something he didn't do. And we look at all of the disciples, except for John the Revelator, who uh, nobody knows for sure exactly how he died. There's different speculations and sources. We do know that he was burned alive in oil. However, the Lord allowed him to live and he met, and he made it through it but we don't know for sure there's three different speculations on how he died however all the other disciples died horrible deaths and these were people that were close to jesus whom he loved all of them they died horrible deaths and um i can't remember which one it was one of them hung on a cross i know peter um is said to have been hung upside down because he didn't want to he didn't find himself worthy enough to be hung in the same manner as jesus but nobody knows that for sure You can research that but one of them was hung on a cross and it may very well have been peter one of them was hung on a cross and the whole time he hung there alive for three days before he died suffering and the whole time he hung there you know what he did he preached to his enemies who were killing him preached the gospel of Jesus Christ to them You see the death of a saint is a beautiful thing even in Psalms. It says that Because you are taking a stand for God. You are saying my life here means Nothing except for God. He died for me and I will die for him and so There's so many teachings that have been programmed into our minds and brainwashing that even when we hear the truth, I'm circling back, Dave, to your first statement before we begin this interview, is that you can tell people the truth and you can show people the truth, yet they will not believe. But of course, the Bible says in these end times, God will send a strong delusion so that they should believe the lie. And unfortunately, there's many people listening right now to me who will believe the lie. And what's sad is what Jesus wants people to know, and I just put a big message out on this and Dave I'd love to come back and share this message because it is so beautiful it is actually a few of my close friends I've told have sat there and bawled their eyes out it's a beautiful story in my own life that just happened that very much so symbolizes the love of Jesus Christ for his bride who has returned to him and repented to her first love he loves all of you out there listening so much That he tells you the truth. And he sends messengers to tell you the truth. Because he does not want you to be deceived. Because he cares most for your eternal person. Okay? God ultimately cares the most for your eternal person. Because once it's too late, it's too late. And let's face it, we are always one breath away from our last. Tomorrow we might not wake up some of us, this could be our last chance to truly repent and turn away from a life of sin and give your life to Jesus Christ. And if God is for us, who can be against us? But if God is against you, woe to you, because it will not get easier. You need God on your side and you, I'm not going to lie, you will go through trial and tribulation and persecution to tell you otherwise would make me a liar and a hypocrite. I've gone through suffering, trial and and tribulation and persecution in my own life and suffered through hell it, it's just the life that, that we have on this earth because we are on the devil's domain serving God we are in the body made from the dust of the earth so we will suffer but you need to trust God as you go through the suffering put your faith in him cling to him trust him each and every day that he ha- must have a bigger plan whatever it is you're going through god has a plan in the end and we serve a god who sent jesus christ his only son into this world to be tormented and brutalized for a lot of people who didn't even love him and who hated his guts and he did that for us and we need to think more seriously every detail about what jesus actually went through for a whole bunch of people that think that his death and resurrection made it okay for us to sin. Jesus didn't die to make it okay so we could sin. Jesus died so that when we do mess up and sin, that we could receive forgiveness. And he wants to forgive you, but we cannot keep living in intentional, purposeful, blatant, continuous, habitual sin and unrepentance. We're all going to mess up and make mistakes. We're not going to be free of sin until we're out of this body of flesh however there's a big difference between living in a state of unrepentance where you're habitually doing the same thing day in and day out and you don't take it to the lord and and some of us are caught up in things that we are in deep to it maybe it's an addiction or something like that you know god god honors fully that first step of repentance which is you going to him and then confessing that you're sinning and that you don't want to do this thing I had to do that with my uh my last husband I kept trying to get away from him and I would take him back I finally I remember sitting there at my counter in the kitchen and I had the deepest heartfelt cry and I even slammed my fist on the counter and I said I can't do it I said Lord I don't know what to do I know I'm not pleasing you I can't do this I can't I surrender to you I can't do it Lord I try and I try I've tried 20 times to get away from him and I take him back and I don't know what's wrong with me I can't I can't let go I need you to do it for me I need you to do this for me I don't care what it takes even if it hurts me Just give me strength to take to get through the hurt But I need you to do it for me and the Lord came in and did it for me And he did and it hurt The man was cheating on me again and I found out All sorts of things the Lord did it for me and got me out of that and it was painful and it hurt i mean it really did jesus sweated blood for us so god will honor your first step of repentance which means take it to him genuinely ask him for help if it's something you're stuck in like an addiction or relationship and by the way that's kind of like an addiction too you know when you have all that abuse you've gone through and you become codependent just go to God and if you can't try try with everything you have through the power of the Holy Spirit and his word and promises to flee that thing and if you keep trying hard and letting the Lord lead you and you keep struggling just go before him like I did with great anguish and pain and confess that you're you just can't do it you need him to do it for you and he will
0: that's true but as you have uh, just told us easier said than done and um, there has to be something supernatural that enters into this, otherwise people would not be able to endure the terrible trials that are brought their way.
1: That's right, that's right. And I hear
0: that in yep. your voice about how painful that was. That, that comes through very loud and clear.
1: It was very painful. It's the most painful thing I think I've ever gone through. We're talking like um, there was times I laid on my couch for days and I didn't eat and I didn't even shower and just cried and prayed. I would only get up to use the bathroom or get a drink of water and I couldn't do anything. I was rendered ineffective. I w- It was like the devil just kicked me down. I couldn't get up, I couldn't do anything. And then I would get up after three days and record a video. This was back in 2018 and even some in 2019. You know, there was days I couldn't do anything and I didn't know what to do and I felt like a failure and I felt like a disgrace to God because I knew what he wanted me to do But I knew that God loved me and God does love you and he sees our pain and he sees our anguish and he honors when we really genuinely go to him with a heavy heart and confess to him that we can't do it that we cannot do this thing and he genuinely honors that and he will come in like you said a supernatural experience Dave he will come in and he will take the wheel and he will help you but you have to really want it that's the key is you have to mean it in your heart and this is important because many of us right now have not let go of things and we are at an hour where we don't have any time and this is why I tell you this my friends out there listening I'm I'm trying to help you I really am in a spirit of love we're out of time and it's time for us to really take that first step even to repentance And it's very important of the utmost because we need to be drawing closer to God than we have ever, ever drawn close to him before in this very hour. We are going to be dependent upon him. And I urge you with everything I have, if you're caught up in something that you know is not of the Lord, a relationship, a situation, drugs, alcohol, sex addiction, pornography, lust, homosexuality, I don't care what it is, fear. I urge you right now. Don't wait another minute. Tomorrow could be too late. Tonight could be too late. Get on your hands and knees and confess it before the Lord and ask him to reveal any hidden sin. He just revealed a, uh, he just revealed some hidden sin to me the other day. That was so huge. It's affected 28 years of my life and I didn't know. And that's the other message I'd like to share with you sometime, Dave. It's powerful, but, um, I'm telling you, he will do it, and it will hurt. But you know what? He tells us to be the salt of the earth, truth tellers. Salt burns and it stings, but it draws out the corruption and the infection, and it brings healing to our wounds. Then you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free.
0: I think that's uh, very, very well said. Um, I want to talk about your ministry a little bit here and, and give people a way to... To follow you and, and certainly until you come back and then and even beyond that of course so uh, I know you have a TV show
1: yes I have a TV show it's on Roku Amazon Fire Apple TV and there's also a free app for any Android or Apple device and it's called Truth Hunters And I'm urging everyone to go download the free app for the free show because YouTube, the censorship, even in the last few weeks, I'm lucky to get 3,000 views. Well, I just found out more than likely YouTube is not counting views from Facebook, I don't think. So um, because my father does promotions uh, for for Lisa Haven and he also helps promote. um, He works for Lisa and he also works for me doing the same. And I'm not seeing any increase at all. He posts to hundreds of groups. So mm-hmm. well, I, I'm going for so, it
0: too. In the fact, they demonetized me for unspecified reasons.
1: Yeah, they're demonetizing, unsubscribing people. I I just finally, they've kept me Dave at the same amount of subscribers for all uh, over a year now. And the other week, I finally went up to the next thousand, and within a few hours, they removed over a thousand subscribers. So it's sickening. So what I want to say, and this is part of the persecution, and you know we just have to give God glory even though it really stinks and it's frustrating. And I know Dave, you understand. You work really hard in the Lord to build up what you've done, and then it's being torn down by these people for unjust reasons. But we just have to give God glory, and remember He's in charge. He will get the messages to those whom need to hear it. But anyways, I'm urging everybody to go to the get the Truth Hunters app, and also. Um, my youtube channel is youtube.com slash lynn Liaz. that's l-y-n-l-e-a-h-z if you want to go check out any of my videos my latest video um, and dave i urge you when you have time i know you're very busy if you want to know what it was i think it would be cool to share with your listeners um, just listen to that video there's more to it than that that i couldn't share at the time yet because god had instructed me not to just yet till some other things happened but um, very powerful message about the love of Jesus Christ for His bride, displayed in my own life, personally. So um, that's where my YouTube channel is, and you can write to me at Linleyaz at FreedomNationNews.com.
0: Yeah, you do such tremendous work. Well, besides the YouTube persecution, uh, who else is trying to make it difficult for you to convey the message of the Lord?
1: Uh, Facebook, YouTube, um, a lot of these apostate uh, people who follow the apostasy on Facebook and on other, you know, social media who come at you and they don't believe you and they slander you and they accuse you and they argue with you. And the the people that, you know, the hatred on social media is just plain ridiculous. And I'm seeing a, a dear sister in Christ. We both know who that is who's being horribly persecuted right now on social media and it's it's so sickening and sad but I have that and then of course my latest video I just told you about apparently I have um, men out there including some people who've donated to me who are secretly in love with me that I had no idea about so this message I put out I have been going through hell literally from these people now, for since I put that message out, I received a text message from one person uh, that cussed me out, who donated to me, reg, one of my regular don- donors, who sent me a message cussing me out with profanity, the F word, and cursed God. I'm like, what, and I had no idea. One of my moderators um, that I had on there uh, sent me, wow. apparently sent another moderator a message um, about how in love with me he was, and sound like a crazy person. He's broken and br- his heart. I'm like, what on earth? I don't even know this guy. He's just a moderator. I mean, and other yeah. people in the ministry, I've received tons of hatred from some men who apparently had some thing I, I didn't know anything about.
0: No, I I, I hear you, but the, what you're experiencing is not uncommon to public figures. Well, we're uh, really closing in on the end of the show. Um, I want to thank you for coming on, and we'll be. We'll be in touch with you, too, about coming on our TV show, The TV. Great. And, thank uh, you so looking, much. Looking forward to have you on that. But, Lynn, you're truly a blessing, and God bless you for doing this and taking these tremendous risks. And I'll look forward to, to having you back on again. Thank you so much.
1: God bless you, Dave, and thank you.
0: Thank you.